Hi, Chris Rubo here for ASI's Counselor Magazine. We just released our Power 50, a definitive ranking of the most influential people in the promo industry. As part of that, we're talking to leaders on the list, listening to their perspectives on everything from their personal success to the future of promo. Today, we'll be getting an international view from Chris Lee, CEO of Brand Edition, the second largest distributorship in the UK. Not only is Brand Edition on track to grow its sales by 9%, despite challenges presented by Brexit, the firm is also increasing its revenue and industry status in North America through its St. Louis headquartered operations. Chris, thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent. So let's jump into this first question here. Um, you know, Brand Edition has kind of come into the North American market in a big way over the last few years. Um, what have been some of the biggest successes that you've had in North America to date? Well, the reason we came to North America, so as you say, uh, based in the UK, but we really look at ourselves as an international business. Mm -hmm. So I had quite an established European operation. We opened some uh, offices in Asia as well. And it's a really obvious step to, um, to come into America because our focus is really the large corporate. So under contract, um, you know, holding stock, doing a program and, and saying to those uh, customers, our target market, we can look after you all over the globe. And, uh, and, and so that's why we came into America in 2016 and we bought a wonderful business, uh, was Gateway CDI, now Brand Edition US. Mm -hmm. and, and, since you've been, and since you've been in... Um what uh, inroads, if you will, have you have you been able to make? Has has it helped you serve some of those larger uh, corporate customers? Have you gained new customers by being in North America? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think um, you know you don't quite know what you get into. You have a plan and an understanding, but but I think we're also in promotional products, but it is different. You know, no doubt, being in the U.S. is different for Europe. Um, you know, like our languages, same but different, mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 from there, so. Perhaps, you know, one of the lessons learned for us, I think coming into the U.S., we have attracted more U.S. businesses because we have a European presence. And so kind of a large program in America, but a small need in Europe, actually that kind of really helps us because that, even though it might be a small part of that business in Europe, it's a very important part that it runs smoothly. And so our U.S. business has benefited from having the European presence. And so that, I think that's gone very well for us. All right, gotcha. So that's an interesting kind of symbiosis that you that you all have going on there. Um, you kind of referenced something there though that uh, that made me curious. You know, it's 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 similar it's similar but different, right? Uh, being in this market and um, what have been yeah. some of the the biggest challenges that you faced when you came to North America? Were there were there things that you you, you kind of weren't anticipating that you had to overcome? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think the first of all, the business that we invested into, um, yeah, we took our time. We kind of met a lot of companies. Uh, came to Vegas, did trade shows, came to um, came to Chicago, kind of really kind of got an understanding of, uh, of the businesses out here. And, and so the acquisition that we did make here, Gateway, has been super, and the culture and the people really aligned to um, to the, the brand edition team. So that went really well. One of the things that did surprise me was we expected to look at some great clients in Europe. We expected the clients in the US to kind of have very warm introductions and, and thought that kind of business might be... Uh, might come our way as well. Mm -hmm. But I think they had established relationships already. And sometimes, guess what? Europe like you know, their way and doing it their way, and U.S. headquarters like doing it their way. And so perhaps what surprised me a little bit was the regions were quite protective, and rather than sort of wanting to act globally, were quite protective of our act to continue to act regionally. And that perhaps surprised me a little more. Right. So... 
some of those, yeah, some of those opportunities have gone really well. Some of those opportunities, you know, the doors have opened less. They've opened less. Now, is it, um, is it something that you've been able to navigate, or at, at this point, or is it just kind of something that you have to accept the status quo and work around, or? Yeah, I think every every large corporate's different, and uh, you know, some are, are perhaps more adept to working on a global basis than others. And uh, but equally, you know, I think um, we can offer to work on that global basis, or we can offer you know to work regionally. And um, and, and and I think I you know from where I was three years ago when we first made the uh, first made the investment into the U.S., I think perhaps naively um, thought that um, more of those doors would open than than eventually did. Gotcha. All right. Well, Wilson, it sounds like you're remaining flexible with it, and you're and you're making it work. So, and the the sales results certainly suggest that. Um, so, with with that in mind, what are some of Brand Edition's future goals for its North American operations? Well, I think you know, pretty simple stuff. Um, you know, organic growth, attracting uh, more of those corporate contracts. That's what we're looking to do. So, it's quite a long process. It's getting on a tender list and going through a tender and winning a tender process. And so very much more of that organic growth. Um, but right now we have our sort of our headquarters, our one office, and, and I'm here right now, it's here in St. Louis, and uh, enjoy spending time here. Um, but, you know, is there more things we can do? Do we build on this office now and uh, look to sort of grow to acquisition as well? That's, uh, that's been uh, successful for us in the past. And, um, you know, there's a, an awful lot of consolidation has gone on over in the U.S. Um, industry over the last of the US businesses over the last couple of years and not going to be a volume acquirer but a really selective acquirer perhaps of businesses that can complement what we already have here um, is definitely an option that's open to us as well. Oh, that's interesting okay um, so let's let's kind of shift the gaze across the pond so to speak um, what is the selling environment like in the UK and in Europe right now obviously we all know about uh, a Brexit um, how is that impacting things what what are you dealing with as far as your European focused operations so again more of the same it's quite consistent is our message it's going out to the large corporates under contract that's what we're looking to do and um, and, and so, yeah, Brexit, the political scene generally and globally, not just sort of UK or even in Europe, is, is um, you know, unusual right now. But I think it being a little unstable is almost becoming the norm. And so people are pretty much getting on with things. You know, it's, um, we're, in, we're headquartered UK, but we're an international company. So what would affect us if there was a global recession, that would affect our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... In regards to Brexit, and particularly our business, you know, we're not a retail organization, which I think is struggling right now in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, we are very much a business-to-business international organization. And so we haven't felt any sales slowdown because of Brexit. We felt some organizational disruption, and which we've had to deal with. But, um, but most important to us, uh, the top-line sales um, have remained strong. Very, all right. Well, good. Good to hear. Um, we always like to ask this uh, question of um, of growing companies and bigger companies. Just um, the the market can be, you know, I think it's fair to say a, a bit commoditized. Um, so, how do you, or what is, I should say, your, uh, Brand Edition's unique value proposition? How do you differentiate yourself in the marketplace? Yeah, and I think that's um, I think that's a great question for all businesses. You know, why do your customers use you? Why should they uh, choose to use you rather than someone else? And so how do you kind of, what are your points of difference in the market? And, and I think uh, brand edition is, you know, kind of, I must repeat myself, looking after those large corporate contracts. Um, 
and that means some you know, complex uh, international delivery and some, uh, some complex setup of your infrastructure and maybe some stockholding as well, pulling a website together, kind of really going deep into the supply chain and buying direct out of Asia as well. So almost the more complicated a piece of work, the more it suits brand addition, the more it differentiates from its competition. So that's the area we try and focus in. And some other businesses kind of focus on different areas and do those things really well. But we're trying, where things are complicated and the client wants a, a difficult um, uh, solution to the delivery of their, uh, of their merchandise, that's where we kind of focus most. And, uh, and try and compete where we can win and win business. That's interesting because you kind of that answer kind of anticipated my next question, which is, um, what are some of the challenges and opportunities that come with running a, a truly global business? And um, you kind of hit that to an extent, but is there? Is, could you elaborate on that at all? Yeah, I think um, you know the organizations we're working with are far larger than we are. You know, we might be one of the bigger um, players in our industry, but they're far larger than we are. So they're outsourcing their need for products and services. So we're insourcing a lot of different challenges, so a lot of different processes, how somebody might like to be invoiced, how they might to receive their goods. We're not sort of doing one process for all clients. We're doing many processes for each individual client. And that gets complicated. You know, so it's um, developing your business to be very flexible, agile around the way it can work with its clients is very important to us. And uh, there's no doubt it brings some complexity into what we do. Um, but that's the area of the market we've chosen to focus. Gotcha. Um, philosophical question here, or at least I think it is. Uh, what what makes a successful leader? Oh, crikey. I don't need to ask someone else that one. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, it's, um, what's, well, I, I, I think, you know, I suppose when I've you know, looked at leaders and what I think it's decisive, mm-hmm. um, being great listeners, but also then happy to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, uh, I've worked with some you know, wonderful people that I've learned from. And um, and I think when there's a difficult decision to be made there, you know, they, there's an awful lot of listening goes on, but then, you know, decisive in making that call and uh, and setting a good, clear direction. I think, um, you know, that's what it is. I think humble, being humble as well helps. You know, I kind of, uh, you know, I do think, um, you know, people being able to, uh, to see you as a person, um, not just a, a business person, I think uh, can help enormously as well. Very good. All right, so here, here's the one I was excited to, to ask you the whole time, but I, and I waited to the end, so hooray for me for patience. <laughs> so you were a professional footballer, what uh, what we in the U.S. would call a, a soccer player. Um, yeah, played, well, very good, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so uh, so you played for Scarborough, do I have that right? Hull, and is it Rochdale, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, just about. It's, just, it's good. Just, well, first of all, yeah, thank yeah. you for saying football at the yeah. beginning. That was very good. Yeah, kind of um, getting that language right. But yes, I uh, so soccer as as a, many years ago, I you know had the pleasure of uh, of avoiding higher education and actually going into uh, into sports as uh, um, for my um, in sort of my uh, late teens and twenties. And so yeah, it was great fun. I, I learned a huge amount about life in uh, in that time and really enjoyed. Uh, and I've been able to kick uh, football around and, uh, and call it my job. Very good. And kind of to that point, is there is there a particular lesson or memory, whatever it might be, that stands out for you that you've kind of t- that you've taken forward with you and that continues to serve you well as a as a human being or as an executive today? 
you know, do you know, I had a, a wonderful time. I think I did learn a huge amount that I hope I've taken uh, into my in my business career. Um, working in teams, you know, um, learning how to win and to lose and keep going. Those sort of lessons, I think, uh, you know, came with me. And, uh, and and results matter. You know, sort of, uh, I think it was always quite clear at the end of the Saturday when we played, if we won, lost or drawn. And, um, and, and you know, so, so results matter. But, uh, but yeah, I love working in teams and... Uh, and I've, uh, you know, been fortunate to continue to uh, to work with a great team in my career here at Brand Editions. Well, we think that's a fantastic way to end it. Uh, Chris, we really appreciate you jumping on with us today and giving us some insights into just the international promo landscape and everything. And, and everybody, that's Chris Lee, CEO of Brand Edition. Chris, thanks so much. Pleasure, Chris. Thank you.